Oh, oh my! That is oh. so bad. Okay, let's so let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Fortress, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Smith. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh, you are in for a treat today, kids. This is not our normal kind of rock'em, sock'em, right-in-the-face music, because we want to let you know that we got a very special review coming up at, at the, on the second half of this show. We're going to review the big thing. Everybody expects it, and it's understandable. We're going to review Fast 7, Furious 8, or whatever the heck we're calling it these days. We'll come up, we'll talk <laughs> about all the bull crap that comes along with that naming scheme in just a little bit. So we're going to oh, be yeah. reviewing that. We're all going to be shedding a tear for Paul Walker and yada, yada, whatever. But after that, we're going to be talking about uh, It Follows, an independent film that is uh, kind of gaining some buzz and stuff. It actually, we'll, we'll talk about the distribution of that and all kinds of things that go from that stuff. So uh, we're going to be doing that as well. So, uh, but let's get into the show proper here, sir. Matt, has, what's been going on, man? Have you been, you've been standing in the subway for the past 15 minutes trying to fight with people? Uh, no, I, I was at Subway because I uh, got out of... Uh, I got off campus pretty late. Uh, normally, I'm out of there by about seven o'clock, and had to postpone recording the show uh, just a little bit. But uh, you know, I went to Subway because it was supposed to be quick. I hadn't had anything to eat. Um, this fucking guy took forever. I had two two people in front of me in line, both of them getting two sandwiches apiece. Not only was the guy making sandwiches. <laughs> ridiculously slow these guys were also just the pickiest motherfuckers man the fucking pickiest no a little more of this oh, oh how about like on half of it can you do this thing like no motherfucker just get out of the goddamn way right you put um, too much on there and then, it off. <laughs> then he didn't even put the fucking sauce that i needed on there any so fuck it man fuck a subway I, i'm I, over it i picture the guy who's making sandwiches like carl from sling blade mm. No, because my fuck, you know, my fucking my sandwich would have at least had the goddamn sweet onion sauce on it. I will tell you that shit. Good sweet onions. Uh, <laughs> sweet onion sauce make it taste good. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't deal. Um, I don't know, man. It was, it was a goddamn trap. Like seriously, I was standing in a fucking subway for twenty five minutes because of two people. And I know you're all thinking, like, why didn't you go somewhere else? Uh, one, because I'm trying not to be as fat of an ass. Uh, and two, uh, it's the closest fucking thing to my house. So that was, that was it, right? It's that or crystal. I didn't want a fucking crystal burger. Uh, you, so, you, so you done. one, you're, you're at least eat 15. <laughs> Cause it's yeah, like, well, well I mean, this is like know, a hamburger like, vitamin, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fucking exactly. Yes. I only um, need 15 of these to get filled up. It'll be fine. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, trying to uh, sleep. <laughs> You know, so I'm here, uh, ready to rock and fucking roll. Indeed. Uh, ready to talk to you about Furious 7 Fast, Fast Half. On the whole half shell. Fast Half Furious 7. Turtle Power. Um, yeah. Um, yes. And, and It Follows, uh, which I'm super pumped to, to talk to you about. Okay, well, 
we do need to talk about this because I've, I've seen some people and I'm giving out warnings about this film and we'll talk about that in a bit. But let's get into what you've been watching. I haven't had a ton of stuff lately, uh, but I will talk about um, this week on uh, on uh, Here Movie Podcast at HereMoviePodcast.com. Uh, we reviewed uh, the first five episodes of Powers. Uh, I slogged through that. It's on the PlayStation Network right now. Um, it's tough, bro. Um, I, I didn't read the book, uh, but I, I'm a big Bendis fan, so it's one of those things where it's like I've always been kind of meaning to get around to it. Uh, Sean and Bruce had read it, and uh, it, it's not great. Um, it, it starts to pick up, like, really, I mean, episode five made me start to kind of go like, well, maybe. And the real key to that show is Eddie Izzard. Um, yeah, I'd imagine. He does really well with that. And um, so I, I just, the more I'm just like, you know, he's the poochie of that in the, in the best way. You are going, where, where, where's Eddie Izzard at? Why is he not on screen? He's he's the most entertaining portion of this program. Um, but, uh, you know, eh, I, I, I don't know if I'm, you're, it's going to take a lot for me to watch the last five episodes of that bad boy. Uh, other than that, we've been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. We, yeah, it's just, it's it's rough. I want to like it so bad, but it's just not, it's just I, not there for me. I like that comic book a lot, and I have not sat down to watch the show because I've heard the exact same thing yeah, from many people. You'll probably be disappointed, at least for me, as, as someone who hasn't read the book, it now makes me want to read the book because it's just like, I know Bendis is writing and stuff, so I'm just like, I bet you money this book is good. I mean, this show is a is a very you know terrible shell of that thing. So, well, I know that they kind of slapped it together really quickly after the deal got going. Oh, it is so oh. cheap. Oh, it is just like it is. I've seen them building. shoot uh, outside of my office building, like directly across the street. So I can only imagine uh, what they're doing with that location. Yeah, was it that park area? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's a. It's so goddamn boring that 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 bit. Yeah, I bet so. It, there's nothing. It's so <laughs> just like I could imagine they probably had to like, eh, we got fifteen hundred dollars worth of equipment out here. Fuck it, we're done. Let's just shoot this shit. Uh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna be reviewing it in a couple weeks uh. because we got some other pressing things heading up. But um, I, I watched. God help me. I, I watched um, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Oh my God. Can we talk about this? Oh. Uh, just briefly. I want to like confer with you. Mm -hmm. That is my hate, hate love relationship with that movie. There is part of me that like, I know that it's bad. <laughs> well, there is wrong. also part of me that hates that movie, right? Like because it is bad. There's also part of me that wants to watch it kind of obsessively because of how bad it is. Um, and I don't know what to make about uh, of that. Like it is just what it is at this point. I, I think, think you need but... to walk yourself to a place and check yourself in. I think that's how uh, that. I think that that's how that story goes. Oh man, all those Mister Freeze puns Woo! are the best. Here's, the best. Here's the thing, man. Here's what baffles me about that. And here's a preview of what we're going to be talking about on HMP in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, it, it's not like there was an already a great, you know. Not live, but at least motion portrayal of Mister Freeze via the Batman the animated series. Right. It was art. It's been done really well mm -hmm. for a, a thing that is ostensibly for children. Yeah. Um. Why not do that? For heaven's uh, sake. Well, here's <laughs> here's the thing. Uh... Well, I know why because they go into a lot of stuff in the special features, which I got to say. For a thing that had uh, four Batman movies on on a disc for like eighteen bucks, they're all chock full of features, so that's pretty nice. 
No, that's cool. Uh, you know, so I don't know what they talk about on there, but I've heard a couple of things, right? So, so you can confirm or disconfirm. I don't know that's uh, a word, but phone. I'll take it. Uh, well, that's a. It is a. It's a. a big Lebowski. You're the reference. scholar, not I. <laughs> it's it's just a Big Lebowski reference. It's I'm not allowed to. You didn't mention. You didn't mention. You didn't mention any rugs. So I was. I was. <laughs> Well, uh, that reference did tie the room together. It did. So. Um, any, any fucking way. What the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> sake. I'm oh, confirming something. Confirming or disconfirming. Okay. Um, so the things that I've heard, one, toys played a big role. Indeed. Okay. That is, I think, a fucking no-brainer. We all know that that was the factor. It's very fucking obvious. When you go and look at the sheer amount of different types of Batman uh, with different types of armor. It's the Diana Ross right? of comic book films, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so fucking toys. Two is uh, Warner Brothers had this fucking genius idea for, or either, th- I've heard conflicting, either they or Joel Schumacher, but in any case, they fucking allowed it to happen, right? Uh, as some sort of brainchild somewhere. That, that they were going to make a new version of basically the 60s TV show. No, no I never really heard that. Um, really? Not because really. That, I, I have to tell you, I think that's the only way that movie makes any fucking sense whatsoever. Well, yeah, well, they definitely, I mean, they I don't think they, they ever really specifically, uh, you know, kind of went towards that specific direction, you know, just thinking with the, the 60s show in mind. Uh, but they definitely did want to bend it far more towards children and stuff. Uh, and it's, it's I, I don't know if it's horseshit, if it's revisionary, because a lot of these interviews are, uh, especially with Schumacher, are done after the fact. Um, so it there may be, this may just be revisionist history, so he doesn't come off like an asshole. Though I will give him credit, because he does just say, look, I, it's not like I didn't do this with my eyes wide open. I knew what I was doing. And he's like, this is, I mean, it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do, but I did go along with it willingly because, you know, it was a job and it was what I had to do. And, and there were the big thing on set with him was screaming, Hey, we're making a comic book, make it a comic book kind of deal, you know? Uh, but, so, so if it wasn't, so if he claims it wasn't him, he wanted to do something more gritty. He actually, he, he claims that at the time he really wanted to adapt year one. Uh, that, I mean, that's, that sounds great. Here's my question for Joel Schumacher. If if he wanted to not make the movie that he made because it wasn't his thing, quote unquote, um, every other movie Joel Schumacher's ever made that isn't The Lost Boys. Well, I mean, you know, fucking... Because it's all the same shit. In a sense. I mean, I liked Phone Booth was good. Falling Down yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah, but, a Time but, to Kill was but, good. Right, the like, man has like, a couple of good movies in there. He does. I mean, Falling Down is all right. I mean, comparatively to this fucking movie, it's a goddamn Compared masterpiece. Mo- yeah, but that's that's the thing, though. Like, I don't think that The Lost Boys or Falling Down are necessarily because of Joel Schumacher. Perhaps. I think he has some style and he brings some flourishes. But uh, his projects are fucking awful most of the time. I did, I, from memory, he, he did 8mm too, right? That blue. Mm-hmm. That blue. That was terrible. Uh, and was right after, ba- I think that was his first movie after the Batman debacle. And uh, I have to say, it plays very similar just with sex and violence and cursing. Whew, boy, did I just want to kill myself watching that <laughs> Jesus I mean, H. That was just terrible. 
but but you see what I mean? It plays exactly the same. If you watch that shit, it's fucking fluorescent lights and neons and bullshit and Nick Cage overacting like everybody in Batman and Robin. Now I will tell you, the biggest the biggest trooper of all these things is George Clooney. George Clooney, who let's be honest, it's not his fault. This movie no, is not his fault. He you was can't fine. place this on his head. Everybody shits on him, and like, like, uh, there's all there are all these memes that go around with him, like apologizing for Batman and but shit. He, like, he takes all the credit. I mean, that's a, that to me, that's a champ. He could easily yeah. go and, and say, Joel Schumacher, screw this up for everybody. This is not what I wanted to make. The director, and you got to do what he says. Yeah. George Clooney just goes, Look, I'm the reason the Batman franchise fucked up. And it's just like, Man, that's a fucking hero right there, dude. Yeah. And the thing is, is that and it's so close in the timeline for which he does this. You can't not look at him and just go, Seth Gecko is Batman. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, and he's kind of he's got a little bit of the head bob in there. It's just like this is just this is just Seth Gecko, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, right. Like that's that's the thing too, right? Like uh, Clooney. As much as I think he takes the blame, and I think people give him the blame because he's willing to just deal with it. Uh, he was putting out like really good shit yeah, at gonna... this time, right? Like it's that it's out of sight. Um, the Peacemaker, not too long after that, which was okay, That's but okay. I think underrated, right? Uh, like people kind of just did that movie wrong, I think, but it it was good for what it was—a little spy thriller. I don't know; it's not his fault. <laughs> But, like as much as he wants to take the blame for it, it is yeah. not his fucking fault, sir. But for more, uh, for more info on that, uh, just, just, keep, <laughs> just keep subscribed up to Here Movie Podcast, and uh, or we're just be keep about listening that here. Weeks. I promise you, we'll talk about Batman and Robin every week. So much Batman information, you can't even just, wrap your fucking brain around it. Just Batman and Robin, <laughs> the Batman only, and Robin cast. Only we're gonna change the what you've been watching segment <laughs> to more shit about Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll go scene by fucking scene, frame by frame, every week here on the Film Find. It's just gonna become Jiminy Glick doing bat. Did you ever see the the Batman <laughs> where he's on the? I don't know what it's called. Um, well, you do Glick and so, I'll do Farley. And it's just be a like, mobile. You see that scene? That was awesome. It's, he's wearing the mask. Now you can't see his face, and I don't want to see his face because you don't know who he is. And it's just that's we could do an entire show like that. We've we've already fucking gone off the rails. Matt, what have you been watching? What do you got? (laughs) I've just been finally catching up with the past couple of weeks of Justified, which uh, is going fucking bonkers. I say you got Uh, one more, right? Two more. Two more. Yeah, yeah. uh, Tomorrow night. uh, Well, tonight when this show drops, it'll be Tuesday. So Tuesday's episode this week. And then next week is the series finale. Mm. And uh, it is crazy as shit right now, man. Is uh, any like, of that on Netflix? I know it was at one point. It was. I want to say that it went to a Prime uh, exclusive kind of around the same time that FX signed for uh, okay. the Americans to be an exclusive show. All right, well, I got that. So um, I can do that. Uh, but, but in any case, it is fucking good, man. And uh, yeah, just it's bad shit right now. Just people dropping left and right nobody's safe it plays exactly like an elmore leonard movie right just where like it's fucking people gonna die that's yeah, it yeah i'm looking at it it's it's on it's on prime right now i just i just put that on my queue there so um it's one of those so yeah, things i've been meaning to get around to yeah so i would say check that out um other than that i kind of just watched the movies that we did this week i haven't uh 
haven't had a whole lot of time just this weekend, although next week I'll have a ton of stuff. I'm, I'm watching Wolf Cop tomorrow. Definitely going to both write about that on uh, uh, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com uh, for you guys uh, sometime soon uh, before the next show drops, and I'll talk about it on the next show. Um, yeah, I got, I got a lot of stuff I'm planning on watching this week because I finally have a little bit of free time. I've been staring down the barrel of this pitch perfect Blu-ray been looking me in the face. You know, that saying, movie is good. Saying you got to watch this shit before the sequel come out, and I'm like, okay, it'll happen. Yeah, it's uh, you've seen it, yeah? No, no. It's really? Good. No. No, it's good, man. You'll like it. That's what that's what I hear. I hear a lot of good things, and I'm a... Uh, uh, I'll see about the stuff, sequel, so. but I enjoyed the first one. You know, you know what I did watch? Uh, so here's the other thing. I rewatched Neighbors. Okay. Uh, the the movie with, uh, with Seth Rogen. You can uh, hear our Neighbors review by going to thefilmfind.com. That's thefilmfind.com. Well, it was on while I was, like, doing some prep work for class over the weekend. And so it was on in the background. I got to say, still really funny. That's good. Holds up. So, yeah, holds up. Does not. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it again. So there you go. I'm going to vouch for my original opinion about that movie. <laughs> Turns out I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I was not just high. What do you know? Uh, <laughs> who who'd have, thunk, who'd have thunk it? Uh, gonna also say rewatched uh, Dumb and Dumber two. That movie much better the second time. Oh my god! I'm just kidding. I didn't rewatch. <laughs> I was like, first of all, I'm shocked on every level that you watched it again, and not only did you watch it again, you're just like, you know, it's a little harsh on this. This is pretty damn good. <laughs> wow. Second time, I was uh, huffing some glue. Second time, so much on. I didn't... <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, no, I didn't watch Dumb and Dumber two. It and makes not, everything sparkle. I don't know what's going on. All uh, right. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been watching. Let's talk about this fucking Furious movie. Let's jump into the Furious movie. Here is the uh, the trailer for. I like the idea of it being a furriest movie. That would be sweet. <laughs> anyway, go. Ahead. Here's the Fast and Furious trailer. The most important thing in life will always be family. The people right here, right now. Dominic Toretto. You don't know me. You're about to. Looks like the sins of London have followed us home. Remember Owen Shaw? This is his big bad brother. We're being hunted. I'm going with you. One last ride. That has got to go to work. This takes crazy to a whole nother level. Whoa! What's up now? What's up now? Hold it down like what's up now? everybody that was a trailer for furious 7 our first new release review of this week here's the imdb plotline as we know imdb always 100 percent incorrect in everything they say and or do deckard shaw seeks revenge against dominic toretto and his family for uh, a, uh his comatose brother i almost couldn't read the word comatose there for a second <laughs> <laughs> i will say that is uh the exact plot of this movie yeah there's, there's there is nothing else to 
That's <laughs> what this movie's plot is. Uh, so this is uh, directed by James Wan for the first time. We'll get into that in a second. And written, uh-huh. written of course, by Chris Morgan, who's written so many of these crappy, crappy movies. Uh, and as you all know, starring 8,000 fucking people, uh, a few of whom are uh, Vin Diesel, uh, Paul Walker, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, a shitload of others, Ludacris, and fucking... A whole bunch of people we'll get into. They added Ronda Rousey. Ronda this Rousey time. was good. Uh, uh, you said Mo- Michelle Rodriguez, right? Yeah, yeah. She's in. Okay, there. good because uh, she's important. For some reason, Jimon Hansu. I guess I don't. You know. Because why not? If you're gonna keep adding people, why not get Jimon Hansu and fucking uh, and the wildest uh, of all of them, Kurt Tony Russell. Jaw. Tony yeah. Jaw is like the one Tony that's just like he was the one that like in the trailer. I was just like. That cat looks a lot like Tony Jaw. No way they got him just for this fucking, you know, yes, little they did. bit. Yes, they did. When for you that can go out throwaway role. When you, <laughs> exactly. That's what sucks about this. It's just like you got one of the, you know, the most crazy now in both, you know, in a lot of different ways as we've come to find out from his film career. Uh, mm-hmm. Crazy people and just kind of got him to do a small little bit role. He could have been the ball out villain for this fucking film. Yeah. Or, or at least a, a, another one of these films. Um, so. Before we get into this proper, what just so just so people have a, a, a gauge, what are you, what were you, where are you on the Fast and Furious franchise? Because let's be frank, this is a full out and out motherfucking franchise. Whether anyone uh, wants to like it or not, no. Uh, look, I like these movies. I think we've didn't we review six? I'm pretty sure we reviewed six. Maybe, although it was so fucking long ago, and we've done over the past couple of years i cannot fucking the show is almost three years old and yet we've been only done maybe we've been sticking to it uh this past uh five months or so right so like we're rolling but i think we actually did review this movie and if not uh here we go like i (laughs) like fast and furious they're fucking superhero movies at their heart um i don't know they're tons of fun man they're just tons of fun uh, particularly since the fourth one, um, but especially the last two, five and six. Five and six Seven. were the ones where they really decided to decide to get really good in a in a in a, in, a, in the wor- in the best of worst ways. Oh yeah, they 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 dropped the pretense of making anything that wasn't absurd, right? Uh, so basically, how these movies now function and operate is uh, exactly like the Expendables, except really fun and good. <laughs> um, and and that's coming from someone who enjoys the Expendables. But like, if they were like the Fast and Furious movies, they'd be better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the seventh one, I will say, overall, is not as good as the last two were. I'll I'll hundred percent agree on that. And 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 here's the thing: I think and box office has jack all to say about that because God knows they're 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 banking in. And you, did yeah, you we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, but. Uh, so this is James Wan's first outing in this. James Wan, as some of you may or may not know, was the director of such movies as as Saw, and of course mm-hmm. uh, the uh, what's it maybe a Conjuring year, two Insidious. Years ago. Conjuring is like I mean for me that's just like that's that's the crown in his jewel uh, the, yeah. the jewel in his crown right now uh, because damn that but, movie was but, fucking. You know good. the Insidious films are also good. I like both of those. Um, I, I fell asleep during the first one. I'm not gonna lie. Um, well, fair enough. But uh, no, I like I think James Wan's a very capable director. Here's where I think this this went. Right. Uh, the the last few um, have all been directed by Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. And he stepped away after six and they brought James Wan on. James Wan does not 
like Justin Lin had, have the benefit of making a lot of these movies in a row and know it and figuring out for him as a director, what works and doesn't. And so it overall comes off as a little less flashy, a little like little looser in the areas, right? Mm -hmm. Not as, not as tuned up. There are some (sighs) cast tragedy issues that play into that as well. Of course. Um, so we can talk about that. Uh, we'll have a little spoiler section where we talk about old Paul Walker um, and kind of the fate of his character on, on uh, this in this film. But I think that's what like really brings us down is one is not the same as Lynn's, first and foremost. And then second, he has not made four of these films. Yeah. You know, like he like it's he's used to a completely different style of filmmaking. Now, he did make uh, uh, Death Sentence, which is like a revenge thriller, but it's not it's not a crime movie in the same way. It's not as over the top and and specifically action set piece oriented. So it's a you know, there's a different learning curve in making that movie coming from Saw and kind of a horror background and making Furious Seven. Yeah. Um, that said, I still think he did just fine. I just don't think it's as good as the last two movies have been. I think it's as good as Fast and Furious, the fifth film. Uh, uh, I would I would say it's as good as um, four. I think five. I mean, f- five. Four. I mean, yeah, or four. four. You're right. Yeah, because it was Fast Five it's and then whatever good. the it's last one was. It's as good as four, but, but five and six took it to another level. Five and six is like Yeah, four, four was the one that was just Fast and Furious. They dropped yeah. the Vs, right? This we, is where I get confused because these fucking movies have the worst naming scheme fucking ever. Let's break it down for you, kids. We got <laughs> Fast and the Furious. We the Fast and the, the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. And then we got Fur- uh, Too Fast, Too, too Fast, Furious. Too Furious. Then we got Fast and Furious. Which is the worst one. Yes. <laughs> I think everyone will agree on that one. And then you have The Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. No, no, uh-huh. And then we the get fa- to Fast and Furious. Uh-huh. Then, which I was, which I was furious at for not being called Fast and Furious, which makes complete sense. Anyway, then you have Fast Five, who, um, interestingly enough, when it came to the title card, was not that. No, uh, which which is even more confusing. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> then you have Fast and Furious Six, which was a new, actually no, that one was the one that was just called Furious Six on the title card. But yeah, yet but it's <laughs> officially titled Fast and Furious Six, which makes no yeah. fucking sense. And then, yes. of course, you have uh, Furious 7. I think uh, the eighth... Which is also known as Fast and Furious 7. Yeah, there's... Th- th- Not there's... on the title card, but there are posters that have it, right? So, like... This is, any... this oh, is like the, the naming scheme. They just grab some boggle, shake that shit up, and just go, that's what we're naming it now. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, like... Part of it doesn't matter uh, because, there, you know, there's no need to have, like subtitles for these movies I think it's right be called furious fastly 15 for the next one <laughs> i know it skips a couple numbers but you know it's what came out in the boggle so what are you gonna do um but yeah there's no like like consistency at all they might as well all be called uh just fast and furious fast and furious and one fast and furious no, two no, fast no, no, and no, furious no three. numbers just just every fight like give me one to fast and furious <laughs> just, <laughs> just, 
every one of them <laughs> every single one and then it's just fast and furious 2015 fast and furious 2013 fast and furious right like just go down the fucking line i would line. have loved to have been taking tickets this weekend <laughs> to see the combinations and i would have wrote them down and to come up with a combination of things that people would be, that would ask for when they're asking for this movie i bet that was entertaining as hell or at least it would have been to me yeah, yeah want to see the fast <laughs> furious seven on the what that Vin Diesel movie is, man, and and that's a white guy that I'm doing an impression I'm, of. <laughs> I'm here to see the new. I'm here to see the new Liam Neeson movie. Ah, uh, Furious Seven. Furious, gotcha. Yeah, sure, whatever. He has to show up in these movies at some point. Why right? hasn't he at this point? I would say uh, he'll get there. Uh, speaking speaking of which, well, I guess we can like get back to talking this fucking movie. What's to talk about with this movie? Let's be frank. <laughs> Have you seen a Fast and Furious movie? Guess what? It's those. <laughs> That's a, that's what this movie is. Here, oh so, my god! So last week it broke. Helen Mirren wants to be a bad guy. Hello, let's make this happen. Yeah, please, god. please, please, please and do this. And she wants to drive cars too. It ain't just like she wants oh, to no, sit I back, know. petting she, a cat like no, fucking uh, Doctor Claw and shit. No, she wants in on that shit. That's and what I'm talking about having, having seen both of the red films, fucking do it. Oh yeah. Uh, she needs to go over the top in the best and worst way. Uh, so here, here, uh, let's let's break this down for just a second. All right. Um, take a look at this movie's fucking box office. Ooh. It is now the biggest April debut of all time domestically. Made one hundred and forty three point six million dollars. I do want to step back for a moment and, and point out all the garbage that normally comes out in April. But yeah, 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 but. Matter. In the past few years, that's completely changed, right? Because uh, they've realized that they can keep pushing movies up and people will show up to them. So so last year in April, right, was Captain America Winter Soldier made $95 million. This movie made $50 million more than that, which is not insignificant. Yeah, I, you know. There's no accounting um, for taste. <laughs> it, is, it is now the fourth largest global opening in history. With 384 million globally behind Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, and the Avengers. I I just figured it out. What? Furious Seven is the Dark Knight. Now, granted, Dark Knight was a great movie. We all agree on that. I don't think there's anybody that there's. Well, there I know there are detractors. Oh, are you making like quality analogies? No, Let's no, not no, talk no, about no, that. No, yet. no, we'll, no, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Okay. Heath Ledger died, and let's be frank, Heath Ledger's final performance got a lot more people We're going to talk about it. Talk about it. Okay. Don't fucking, do not game up I'm my right. goddamn box office with, with Paul right. Walker Talk. <laughs> Walker Talk. That's our next podcast, Walker Talk, if he was still alive. <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of Walker Talk. God damn it, he's dead. We, we were two weeks into the show. <laughs> Oh my! That is so bad. Okay, let's so let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, so everybody knows Paul Walker died 2013 in a car crash. Uh, car crash, right? Mm. Fucking Paul Walker dead. It's sad. in real life dead. I R L D E A D. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't mean to make fun of the guy. I, I actually really like Paul Walker's movies, uh, but that shit about Walker talk is fucking funny. Um. <laughs> But, uh, no, so he died, car crash, uh, you know, life imitates art, blah, 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 all that shit that got said then. But he wasn't driving, actually. That's the end. No, 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 no. But you know how the fucking yeah, press yeah, yeah. is. That's, that was the fucking angle. Of course. Uh, so this is his last film that he was working on, and that will come out 
after his uh, death. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in his brother to finish shooting some scenes. I think brothers plural actually. Was it both? I think it was. I think it was both. If memory serves, from what I've heard. Well, here's here's what I want to ask. Uh, did you think that he was not in any of the scenes that wasn't just the ending that felt really tacked on? I was about to say, outside the ending, they did a damn fine job with, with whatever they did, when they did it, and how they did it. They did a damn good job. They mm-hmm. really did. Yeah. Well, and I remember reading that he was mostly finished shooting his scenes yeah. um, for this film when he when he died. The the kind of um, one kind of towards the end, not 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 the very last kind of shot that we see of him. Just the scene before that, there's a little bit of maybes in there, but for the most mm-hmm. part, you don't look at this movie and just go like, "Well, that was like like the end of the crow," right? Where you just yeah. go, "Well, this is clearly some crazy shit that they ended up doing." You don't look at that like, and even and I think in the, especially people like you and I, I think we you know kind of at least actively a little bit looked for seems. And yeah, they no, but I didn't see any uh, in really the main prevalent, body portion prevalent, of the film. No. Let's talk about this ending real quick, and then we can get back to numbers, because I think that this does play some portion into it, right? There mm-hmm. are people who showed up because fucking Paul Walker died. How are they going to handle it, right? Same same issue with Heath Ledger. I think you're right to make that analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, This scene at the end was really like tear jerkingly sentimental in a way that I felt did not benefit the film. I understand what they were doing and why they felt like they had to do it. I don't think that it helped the movie. No. And I question how successful then that ending is where they explain like, Actually, they don't explain anything other than they imply that Paul Walker is like going to go off into the sunset with his family and just be a dad. Right. Because this life ain't for him no more. Yeah. Uh, Which is fine. But there is a long voiceover that Vin Diesel gives (laughs) where he's like talking about like, you'll never leave us. And we'll see you the next next ride and all this stuff, right? I was like, waiting for I was waiting for Puff Daddy's missing you to come on. <laughs> honest to God. Um But I, I mean and look, I, I think they handled all of that really well. I don't know that it fits in this movie. No. You know, like like it feels tacked on and not in a really good way. And I only point point out that I didn't care much for that ending only because a lot of people seem to really like it. I get, you know, you're not wrong. I hear people that are just like, oh, my God, I was kind of choked up a little bit. I'm just like, it felt so unnatural to me that it didn't feel like it was coming from a place. Uh, I mean, honestly, I like I know what they're trying to do, but it, mm-hmm. it didn't. I was not affected in any way by it. And like it, it was a it was a loving tribute, no doubt. Yes. Uh, but I would I never once was just like, hmm. that's really that's really hitting me. They had kind of the montage thing there. And like. Outside, you take away the fact that the guy's died. Let's let's fast forward thirty years, right? And somebody sees this movie and they don't know Paul Walker from you know Paul Newman, all right? And they 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 see this thing and they're gonna what they're gonna be like? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it's gonna be very confusing to them what's happening. They and, should have just sent him upstairs to his room, yeah, they like sh- they did at the end of season four in Family Matters. Exactly, it should have just <laughs> happened. Just, and you're gone. That's it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we send you upstairs just to be like, I'll be back later. And then it's just, eh, see you later, now, guys. Uh, now, like, uh, you know, I don't want to shit on it because I know what they were doing. Paul Walker has been integral to this franchise for a long time, and he definitely has huge fans. I like the guy. Outside of one I'm just, film, he's in I'm a mall, saying, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that it fit very well. That's all I'm saying. You can have different opinions. Do not write me fucking hate mail about, like, you know, I'm not over here making uh, Ryan Dunn deserve to die in his fucking car crash jokes or yeah. some shit, right? Like, I'm just t- talking about the film. It just wasn't, it didn't, it, at least to me, I, I, I think we are on the same page. At least for me, it didn't connect like it, I felt it could have, should have. Right. Yes. I, I feel like uh, like it was kind of just they felt like they had to do it in this particular way. And so they did it as opposed to maybe figuring out a way that it actually worked and contributed to the movie. Yeah. And that's fine all by itself. I'm just saying the one thing that didn't really work for me in this movie, aside from just the looseness of the plot and some of the non action oriented scenes, which were all fucking awesome, uh, you know, was this ending. Well, it's like when you had the flashbacks to the previous movies and stuff. That could have gone up after the credits, after the four Paul credit, and just kind of, and then maybe had a little something under it, a little bit of music or whatever. By the way, if I was Paul Walker, I'd be upset with that music. I don't think it was that good. Um, but, you know, it could have been something after that. It, it, it's The way that you tried to integrate it into the story seemed weird and forced and... Um, I, I pay tribute to the man all you want. Absolutely, I hundred ten percent agree with that. I just don't know that it was done in the best way that it could have been done. That's all. Yeah. Right. Or maybe it was, and it just wasn't going to work either way. Yeah. May, yeah. Maybe you're just it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I don't know. Um. So so let's finish up the box office real quick. Okay. So so we we talked about biggest domestic April, blah, blah blah fourth largest global in history. Universal Pictures. Biggest ever opening. That is fucking amazing. Yeah. Wait like, till Jurassic uh, World, baby. I mean, maybe, but I. I don't know. It's it. it's gonna do good though. It's gonna do. It'll good. do fine. I fucking doubt that it will make that money. It's it's tough. Um, well, see, here's the thing. Here's the here's one of the big reasons why this movie works too, or at least is 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 as financially successful as it is. Yeah. This movie is as four quadrant as you can fucking get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Here, this is getting to males. This is getting to females. This is black, white, Latino, Asian. It is encompassing everybody: action fans, car fans, uh, little you know, soupy drama shit, action guys throwing in the rock and Statham and shit in there. It is it is appealing to every. It is hitting so many dots around that four yeah. quadrant thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I had a I had a good friend uh, named Philippe who uh, went to go see this movie in the theaters. It's like the only series he still goes to see opening weekend. And, uh, he made the observation that when they go to see, or the last movie they went to see opening weekend was captain America last year, this time. Right. Mm -hmm. He said it was predominantly white. Um, right. This one, they go to all kinds of fucking people in it. Uh, so his observation was, was that, uh, like, Going to see Captain America was like going to see a movie with a bunch of white people. Uh, it, it looks like what the majority of America looks like. Uh, if you were to abstract any difference whatsoever from it. Mm-hmm. But that uh, going to see 
a Fast and the Furious movie in theaters is going to watch a movie with an audience that looks like America. Um, and I think that's I, I think that's a actually good observation, right? Uh, it's it is right. Like like the reason these movies are imme like immensely successful is because of diversity, right? There are women kicking ass. There are women in dramatic roles. There are men kicking ass. There are men in dramatic roles. They're every fucking race, every fucking color. Uh, the action is fucking good. They like they emphasize it. They're basically telling a like melodrama story um, <laughs> underneath it, right? About family and like giving a shit about about family. other human beings. It's all about family. Um, yeah, it's all about family, right? How many fucking times does Vin Diesel say family in about this movie? About a billion, and he always <laughs> is looking a... like he smells some rotten potato salad that's in the corner of the fucking craft <laughs> table service. I, I do feel like, no, there was some variation, although, you know, I have to say based on his most recent vocal performance as Groot, uh, not as much variation. Uh, <laughs> he's he's more responsive in, as Groot than he is in this movie. There's yeah. more range. Well, it requires, like, good acting <laughs> he is just he is just scowling the fuck out of the fucking lens all day long just kind of like and there ain't nothing is, wrong with that it is just You're, but it's so there's a there's a there's a faceless quality to what he's doing let's finish up these fucking numbers we can get back to this okay so universal's biggest ever opening no surprise biggest debut in franchise history right mm -hmm. so fast and furious sec, uh, six was the one before that with 97 million okay um, it's the biggest Easter opening in history. The previous record holder being clash of the Titans for some goddamn reason, Woo. um, with 61 million. So like it more than doubled that amount for Easter. Uh, it's the biggest opening for every cast member, every one of them. And for the director, James Wan, right. which is pretty astounding. You think about some of the stuff that Vin Diesel has been affiliated with, um, you know, that can't be fucking right for Guardians of the Galaxy, right? For Vin Diesel, that can't be fucking right. As a, I don't know. I what was Guardians know. opening weekend? It had to be more than 140 million. I don't remember. Maybe if you're talking globally. Perhaps. Uh, it's the biggest April IMAX opening. Sure. 22 million globally. As well as the largest. Well, how uh, long has that been a fucking statistic? One year? Two, maybe? No, I'm sure it's been around for a while, but like definitely, of course, it's going to be bigger. I mean, Captain America again was the was the big one. The other the other surprising one though is uh, so uh, the the big one that's been c coming up kind of in the last few years is the premium large format. First of right? all, what the fuck is that? I see this from the trailer. It's I'm a, like, everything's a goddamn. There's no premium formats anymore. Not really. Uh, what they're talking about are things like RPX, right? So the screen's larger. Surrounds like that kind of shit. I don't know. The only RPX I've been to, I was not impressed with. Come to the one here in Atlanta. It's good. Yeah, next time I'm down, I'm definitely. Next going. time you come down, we're we're gonna go see a movie in there, even if it's fucking uh, Woody <laughs> Allen's next flick. Because because the one <laughs> I went to, I was I was not impressed. I got my money back for that because it was it was they, they literally said like, hey, you love this fucking shit, you'll jizz your pants or uh, get your money back. I saw the Hunger Games there, and it wasn't nothing for the Hunger Games. I wasn't impressed with the with the presentation. I mean, if huh. you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that, maybe I'm gonna it's be just your, maybe it's just your shitty run of be. luck in Charlotte theaters up there. Man. <laughs> that's that's quite the possibility. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not willing to discount that. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, so a large format record. So the previous holder, of course, because these things are fairly recent, was uh, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 with 9 million. 
Uh, Fast and Furious 7 made 11.5. So, uh, you know, a lot of records this movie's holding right now. I'm not certain that the uh, regular records will be broken anytime soon, right? The April debut, largest global opening, blah, blah, blah. It, it may and likely will be broken globally by the Avengers when it comes out. That's perfectly possible. It's a good bet. But, but domestically, we'll see, right? Um, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of intrigued by this movie and how much fucking money it made. I don't think it doesn't deserve it. I think if anything's going to make $150 million almost in one weekend, that it should be these movies. I mean, they're going for broke. I mean, I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 these things are just becoming the bigger and bigger spectacles. Uh, but and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put all of the uh, the kind of the misgivings that I have for this movie on the shoulders of James Wan. I mean, he had God knows he had a no, tough no, no, thing no. To there are into. other issues. Um, they 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 try so hard with this, and here's the thing, especially you know you're adding in Jason Statham, which I, I'm sure that we all love. We everybody mm-hmm. likes Jason Statham. I mean, there's hardly a person out there that just goes, yeah, fuck that Jason Statham guy. He's no good. Um. But it just, like, he doesn't have a lot to do in this. I mean, there are literally, and so we're going to, you know, for for however you can do it, we're going to spoil uh, Furious 7 fast in the holy fucking hell uh, for the rest of this thing. So just in, enjoy. But I don't think you can well, really spoil well, this let's, movie. Well, let's call like, five fucking minutes. I'm going to set a timer with not the fucking chirpy thing. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not. My fucking phone's dead. Never okay. fuck, so five fucking minutes. Yeah, so five uh, minutes. We'll talk I'll, about this I'll thing. eyeball it from here. Um, so... There are scenes in this thing where, like, literally, it is the two of uh, it is Vin Diesel and and Jason Statham doing a non chicken match where neither one of these people they have such big dicks that they're not gonna fucking beg, they're not gonna budge, and they're gonna smash into each other. They do it not once but twice. Yeah. And and the way that they get over these injuries is eh, shake it off, crack your neck, you're good to go. These are the most meaningless scenes. Their fight scenes are absolutely meaningless. Uh, the Rock, who is one of the most charismatic people in movies today, is utterly wasted in this film. He's great for what little bits he's in there, but they saw. I will him say for the his entire thing. his fight scene between uh, him and Statham is good. I like that. It was a good the, scene. It's too short. The Diesel one's not as good, but okay. And and God Almighty, just hitting each other with like fucking rod iron or whatever the fuck it is that they got wrenches, they're just beating the shit out of each other, and it's just like one hit from that shit. I don't give how much of a tough guy you are, unless you are like on PCP, that shit's taking you the fuck down, bro. And like, and I understand well, the superhero quality. Like, I I get that, but at the same time, it's just like it's so overblown. It's so overwrought. It's just like you got in the most horrific head-on car accident with a car that's being reinforced by Jesus Christ Himself, and you smash into another man, and your instinct is then to get out and have fisticuffs with with dual wielding fucking big steel beams and shit. Okay. <laughs> And, and and how do how do we take them down? Ultimately, the parking garage fucking collapses. Yeah, it's weak sauce. I I don't know if I mind that shit. I uh, wish there, I didn't. There's an there's an element of non superhero movies that just do, like do that. They go that right. The Rambo series is that. Um, particularly like part three, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rambo three is ridiculous on all counts. But who gives a shit? It's an action flick. Uh, here's here's what I, I, I you pointed out that the rock's underused. He's not the only one. 
Okay, this is this is a problem. These movies have now gotten such a large cast, uh, and they keep adding more people to them that no one really gets used well in this movie, really. No. Um, do you agree with that at all? No, hundred percent. Everybody, there's so many people because it is it's that chess match that you got to play with getting all the characters out. You can't have everybody sitting on home row, man. You got to get them out there and into the fray. And there's too many cooks in the kitchen. And there's a lot of just like really silly stuff in this or like, well, the one, you know, the thing that they're going after, the MacGuffin of this entire uh, fucking movie. um, Of course, they hide it in a car. I mean, there's so many stuff that's in here that's just like lazy fuck writing. Yeah. Chris Miller, who's a lazy fuck writer to begin with, who is just (laughs) like he is like he's that he's the uh, the, he is the Rob Lowe character in Thank You for Smoking, where it's just like, we'll throw in one line where it's this and it's that then he is that motherfucker. He absolutely is. And um, it's not done very well here. This is uh, of his already so so work to begin with. This is this this ranks amongst the lower. Um. I will say that like the most disappointing uh, turn in this movie was the one I was most looking forward to. And that's rowdy Ronda Rousey. (laughs) I was so looking forward to her scenes. uh, And and she has a good fight. Like one of the best ones in the movie is is hers with uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a really good knockdown drag out brawl uh, in fucking ball gowns of all things. Yeah. Uh, so there's nothing not to like, but, but she's basically a bodyguard for this rich douchebag that they have to steal this thing from. And that's it. Like give the woman a goddamn role. She's such a, she's such a, just like we hire like it's, it's stunt casting at its worst. Cause it's just like, we hired a lot of it plays that way. Right. Russell almost plays that way. At least Kurt Um, Russell's fun. Kurt Russell is like he's in a completely unforgiving, crappy role, mm -hmm. but he does what Kurt Russell does with it, and there's just that little fucking Kurt Russell smile in that, and we don't see him enough these days. And so I appreciated him being in this. He doesn't have a shitload to do. That everybody's in there. Just give them all fucking things to do. No, you're not wrong. (laughs) That's all I want. Give them something to do. Uh, We've talked about this for quite some time now. Yes, Ludacris uh, sh- is a genius. We know this from the movies. Go on. <laughs> no, I mean, like, actually, Furious 7, we have talked about this movie for far too fucking long, I think. Uh, final verdict on this, Adam? Listen, I don't need to tell anybody what this movie is. You've probably, if you're going to watch it, if you're going to watch it, you probably already have, chances are. And if you've gotten this far and you haven't watched the movie, you know what it is. So... Uh, I, I don't need to tell anyone that, you know, it, it, of, of the last three, it is the most disappointing. Five and six, really, I, I love the way that they were going with this. It's a real high bar. Uh, th- they just decided, hey, man, we're just going to fucking turn this shit out. Four four was bad in, in as much as just like, well, this is getting silly. This is dumb. But like five and six, turn it up to some weird fucking magical level to where it was just like, Oh no! This is this is really fucking working now. It is dumb and silly as it is. God, it's a fun ride. And uh, this last one, it felt like they were trying to still, you know, traverse that area, but it just was not working for them like it had in the past. And I know a lot of people are probably going to point the finger at James Wan for this, but I don't know if he's necessarily to blame. I'd probably put a little towards Chris Miller and a little bit yeah. of uh, I just. 
I, I don't know, but there's an X factor here. But like you said, I mean, Justin Lin has had a long time to really perfect these movies all the way back from three. So that's a lot of films that he's really done on this. So, yeah. you know, well, you get I'm your not, hands and, dirty. Yeah. So I'll wrap up by saying I don't think that this movie is James Wan's fault. I just think that the new director for this franchise coming off of the last four, three or four movies, right? Um, you can definitely feel the difference because he's new, right? Um, so that's one thing. It's not the thing. It's just a thing. There are lots of little things that add up to this movie, not quite hitting the high marks of five and six. Um, the script is pretty weak. The story, as much as we were, I think everybody, when that stinger with Jason Satham, the last one was like really excited about it. Um, I don't know that this movie pays off on that excitement necessarily. Um, because it like it still wasn't a directed story, right? They still try to do too much. We didn't even talk about what Jaiman Hansu is, yeah. right? Uh, like, which he's is almost the, superfluous. Which, there's like a subplot in the plot of this movie that could have and should have just been another fucking movie. Yeah, you're not wrong, right? Like, or or just go on and do what all the other fucking franchises are doing. Make two fucking movies anyway. <laughs> Fast and Furious seven point five. Yeah, um, who cares, right? Like, Furious 7, Furious 7 uh, Part 2. Just some Furious uh, more. Seriously, Paul Walker's character retired. No no uh, doubt, he ain't back like in that. this half. <laughs> um, overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll watch it again uh, before the next one comes out, I'm sure. It was solid. I'll, uh, wa I'll watch 5 and 6 again. <laughs> fair enough. I'll still watch this one. I don't give a shit. It's got, like you said, Kurt Russell. Got my girl Rowdy Ronda in there down for it uh let's move on and all talk right, about so it follows because i got a lot to say about all right that I'm we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick uh break here real fast i need to just get, uh, catch a breath for half a second here so uh <laughs> fucking hell i'm just like i'm just i'm burning up over here so we're gonna take a quick break here and now uh, we'll be uh, right back guys Hey there, loyal listener. I'll bet almost on a daily basis you ask yourself, how can I be more involved with the Film Find podcast? Well, my friends, it's easy. You can like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. Now I know what you're thinking. How can I remember all of that crap? Well, it's easy. Just go to thefilmfind.com and all the links are there on the left-hand side of the page. It's so easy, even Sloth could do it. Well, maybe not sloth, but you could. Head on over to thefilmfind.com right now. You'll be glad you did. Thanks for the. Well, hey, my baby, now. We've caught Matt without the mic on. Oh, shit. 
This is embarrassing for you. I know. It's okay. It's uh, not. It's, in fact, what I do most of the time. Well, listen to girl groups and geek out in the bedroom. Can't can't blame you there. We are all singing into our hairbrush at some point. All right. So uh, we got another new release review up here for you, everybody. So um, I had to get a, I had to get another drink. And, uh, you know. Well, I mean, that's fine. I did not. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that interstitial before. Is that new? Uh well no that one's like well obviously the 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 Ronettes there at the end is new but the the old yeah, that's I what I'm well, no well I just the regular little bit I haven't uh, I haven't used that one in a long time it's, yeah, yeah, it's I, so I old it's that, new but, again but so you added the Ronettes permanently to well the, no 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 that's the... just what we're doing for this week that's all uh you gotta keep I I would uh, keep the Ronettes well I'm gonna change it up to other stuff well, well okay we'll, if we'll you must I'm stuff. just saying the fucking Ronettes are. I'm just trying to keep it. Pre- I'm just trying to keep it fresh, man. Fine, man. Fine. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're gonna jump into it. Here is the uh, our uh, the, the trailer for our second new release review of this week. Here is the trailer for It Follows. We used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy. Having some sort of freedom, I guess. Jay, I'm sorry. Help. You're not going to believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing... It's going to follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. All you can do is pass it along to someone else. What exactly is supposed to be following you? I don't know. Just pass it along. You believe me, right? Nothing's gonna happen. (laughs) See? Everything's okay. There's something wrong with me. If it kills her, it goes straight down the line whoever started it. It's gonna be here sooner or later. everybody that was the trailer for it follows our second new release review of this week um now before we get into this proper um Uh i just want to say we're gonna we're gonna spoil pretty much this entire movie uh let's just start real quick by saying uh if you have not seen this movie do yourself a favor and go see it yeah, don't um, I, listen to what we're about to talk I think, about. I think Come the more that you, it. I think the more you know about this movie, the less your enjoyment's going to be of it. And also, at least the first time through. Yes. Now, and I'll say this. I'll say this also because uh, some of this came up on a another podcast I listened to that you should be listening to if you're not. If you definitely love cult cinema, uh, listen to Outside the Cinema, fantastic podcast. I'm friends with those dudes. Have given them money, so you folks should uh, definitely check them out. Um, but somebody had mentioned it on their Facebook page about this movie and everything. And, and I mentioned, I was just like, you don't need to go into this thing overhyped. Go in with the bare minimalist of expectations and stuff. Don't get overhyped by everything. Uh, and I think that you'll, I think you'll enjoy this movie. So if you haven't seen it, do fair warning, all spoilers from here on out for this particular movie. So, but, uh, definitely, All that bullshit definitely that strong recommendation for me. 
all that bullshit Adam just said, this movie is fucking awesome. There's some hype. Okay. Believe believe the hype. Well, see, that's the thing. And then that's the thing. And we'll, and we'll talk about that a little bit because I, I think if you're not careful – this movie can be overhyped for you and like and that's the thing let's 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 I don't know if it's clock. necessarily hype I think that people will just either be down with this movie and what it's doing or absolutely fucking not I don't think that there's any in the middle okay I haven't come across a middling like yeah that was all right opinion of this film people really dig it not maybe not to a, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen extreme but definitely like firmly in the I like this movie camp or firmly in the I do not like this movie area right like that is it there there really is not an in-between the closest these things get in uh in a Venn diagram is like uh I don't know like sitting two balls on either side of your computer but enough about Adam thank you Oh, oh, thank you. Easy, it all seems, you. It? Ah, uh, so, get my cigar and tap it on my chin. Time to get out of here. <laughs> um, so uh, here's the here's the INDB plot line. So once we finish this up, you know, spoilers from here on out. Uh, but a young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after getting involved in a sexual confrontation. This is uh, written and directed by uh, David Robert Mitchell and starring a bunch of people you've never heard of. And except Except for the star. What's People she, have seen her. What's she in? The guest. Oh, is she in that? Yep. Okay. Well, and, that... and people really liked her in it. So, so Micah Monroe is the star of this movie. Uh, young actress. Um, she's only twenty-one years old. Um, she uh, she was her you know her last big role last year was in the guest, and uh, now she's in this. Well, and and she thing, she does great jobs in both, actually. In a weird little bit, though, then that's that's a lot of this this kind of feeling that I get with this. This is kind of your your Adam Wingard, Adam Green kind of like your lower level type stuff by way of uh, of a there's 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 so many great influences in this. I mean, the music is clearly mm-hmm. you know so very Carpenter e in its uh, delivery, and, and also a little Gobliny. A little bit of gobliny too. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Yeah, now I think about it, you're like, no, oh, as well. So, so I here's the things that went through my mind while watching this movie stylistically. Right? Was uh, it was Argento and Goblin? Mm-hmm. No, it was no Carpenter's stuff, specifically things like the fog. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I couldn't help but think like the the retro throwback feel of like somewhere that's oddly placed like VHS era seventies, eighties genre film was drive, right? Like it's a, it's got a similar kind of slickness to it that also is kind of undermined by the pulpiness of what's going on. Um, and, and kind of drawing on its influences in similar ways, using soundtrack in a similar way to set a mood. Um, there's, Those are the kind of things that I was just thinking about. There's a little bit of that. There's like I I felt like you know it, like and there's so many like kind of young horror directors that this kind of feels like in a good way, all in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like there's a little bit of kind of Ty West slow burny kind of feel in here too, mm-hmm. uh, to where you're just like it's not this is not a slam bang action horror film by any stretch of the imagination. This is kind of a we're gonna let stuff go. There's a you know what you're looking at is gonna be this menacing thing that's in the background. That's uh, slowly making its way towards well, you. Even, that you don't even, even that, notice. like 
you know, it's a good 25, 30 minutes before the, uh, the sexual event even happens that precipitates all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's something very retro, like the seventies horror film was kind of all about character work in a certain way. Uh, like, so, so if you think about this movie as just being about who the characters are and what they're doing and, uh, kind of setting a tone and a mood through camera movement, acting style, music predominantly um like it has all of those right influences in here uh, as well yeah no doubt and and the thing is is I, I love the time period or lack thereof with this movie because mm-hmm. there's so many like old school things that go on and then there's a girl who's like reading an ebook on a on like a, a, a essentially a compact uh, yeah. So there's a lot of weird stuff kind of going on, and I dig that. I don't know why I dig it as much as I do, because it's like, here's this little <laughs> weird futuristic kind of shit that doesn't fucking exist. Because it feels, it feels right. And right? it works, so, it so works like, in a weird well, way. <laughs> so, like, but if, what makes it feel right is, like, at the end of the day, one of the things this movie is about, and I think it has a lot of things on its mind, but one of the things it's about is, like, STDs, right? Metaphorically. Some some have said that. I think the director actually uh, does not believe that. If if I no, that, that's serves. fine. The director doesn't have to believe it. Okay. That's how this stuff works, right? Yeah. <laughs> like like, uh, but but on some level, even if the movie isn't about quote unquote big a b o u t letters about it, mm-hmm. right? A boot is my it Canadian is, people. It say. is it is at least a concern that the audience can read and thread through. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. And I think that interestingly enough, like the idea of having her read this on this little compact instead of her phone that also resembles uh, like birth control casing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like plays into that a little bit. I'm not saying that's why you chose it. I'm just saying that's what it fucking looks like, you know? (laughs) Uh, Like this is what movie analysis is about, folks. If you're not down with it, that's cool. It is kind of what I do for a living, but... That that's just it is what it is, right? But so there's that, and now what have you read? And and I'm sure you're far more read on this movie than I am. Probably uh, not. I've literally read almost nothing okay. because I wanted to go into this movie blind as a bat. I figured you might have just delved in afterwards, but I, I and you know me, I reading <laughs> unless it's no, because I'm going to try to write something soon, like uh, on this movie. And you um, want to be that guy? I just don't want to be tainted by yeah. like the the web detritus that's out there well i'll throw this out here for you because i I don't remember where i've heard it come from but but i can kind of see it too uh there's also uh a lot of underlining uh you know stuff in this about sexual abuse yeah yeah yeah. and how that's where i can see that in there definitely comes from and and the the you know the sexual abuse and and the idea and thoughts and all that all the baggage that comes with that is Mm -hmm. this thing that follows you around so let's let, let's let's outline the basic kind of story for for folks that are brave enough to you know trudge through the uh, spoiler warning. Um, so a girl goes on a date with a guy. I'm going to simplify it straight down so we don't you know because yeah, we're already yeah, fairly long it. into this. Um, but so a girl goes out on a date with a guy. Things get physical in the back of this car. Uh, you know they have sex together, and you know there's kind of a sweet little reminiscing moment about you know you know her life and you know where she thought she would be at this particular time and all that. And you hear a guy kind of messing around in the trunk of the car. He comes around to the other side and she's still kind of reminiscing and stuff. He grabs a uh, you know he's got a uh, like a little claw thing in his hand. One would assume like chloroform or something. Knocks her out. 
takes her, uh, you know, over to this chair, straps her in and everything, and needs to explain to Yeah, she wakes to up strapped to this wheelchair. Yeah, so she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. As far as she's concerned, she's just been tied up and left there. Turns out he's still around, and then he goes, look, I need to explain this stuff to you, is that what I, I had something, I've now given this thing to you, and uh, you need to understand that, you know, something is going to be following you. Here's what this thing is. He shows her exactly where it is because she does. he doesn't want her to run out. He doesn't need her to. He's like, you have to understand what's going on here. I just gave yeah, this I to need you. you to see that this is real. You can pass this on to somebody else. This is another thing, but I don't need this. Uh, and here's all the things. And, you know, finally takes her back and then, you know, drops her off at the front door of a thing, speeds off. And that's it. Turns out he's not the guy that he actually purported himself to be. And, uh, you know, she has to, you know, she realizes that this thing that she saw was real and is consistently coming after her very slowly, very surely, but is always walking on a straight path directly towards her and her having to deal with this, come to that realization, let her friends know what it is and what they need to do in order to try to stop this event. Mm -hmm. That's, that's your basic kind of plot. That's it. Right. Uh, it's, I will say that, uh, based on what it sounds like. Not very much, right? But the movie really makes the most of its setup, of its premise. It plays around with expectation in very particular ways. Um, One of the things I liked uh, that kind of uh, defied what a lot of people, right? Like there are a lot of times when people just do stupid things in this movie Mm -hmm. because, because they're stupid teenagers, basically. Um, some of the people that I was watching this movie with in like in the theater, right. Other audience members seem to be like really down on this, but, um, like, I guess like there's like a, like an expectation that characters in horror movies are going to be smarter about things now. But if you look (laughs) back at all the influences that this movie clearly has in it, right? Like that's not how any of those characters behave. Because it's about the discovery of what's happening and the there's something almost like cosmic horror about it where it's it's less about like the fear of the monster and more about the fear of the nothingness, the abyss, right? Mm-hmm. Like having to figure out what is out there like Lovecraft, right? There's something about that in this film uh, that I think explains why the characters act in quote unquote stupid ways. Um, like peeking over into, uh, play. Like there's this one scene where the main character, Jay, right. Micah Monroe's character, um, like slowly moves toward on her, uh, kind of hands and knees toward this, uh, shed door that has just been kicked open by the thing Mm -hmm. to kind of peek out. And like, yeah, that's a really stupid move, but also like, she's trying to figure out what's going on. She like, this is at a point where, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. She's still questioning things, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it all makes sense. I think people are really hard on quote on what they think is logic, uh, but I don't think this movie operates on logic. There's something hallucinatory and dreamlike and nightmarish about this film that you know there's not there's not a logic that explains it outside of the coherent logic of the film itself. Well, the big thing is, especially at that particular moment, the state that she's in, that she's just come off of. So, like, she's 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 built around this thing, and not everybody is a believer yet uh, in, in what's kind of going down with her. And, uh, you know, 
she just came off of something that was very dramatic with the you know the encounter that they had there right on the beach just on the outside there mm-hmm. and then what what transpires after that you know you're still at a level at this particular point of where you're trying to figure out is exactly what I think is going on is that the thing that's really going on with me right now and everybody else around you is thinking the exact same thing is like is is my friend fucking cocoa bananas over here are they insane of what's yeah, exactly. going on and so uh, it, it, and here's the thing: when your mind is is clouded due to adrenaline and and fear and other stuff, you're not going to do the most intelligent thing all the time. You're just not. I mean, that's just that's just a matter of fact, you know. Yeah. Well, and also part of it's the nature of the monster, right? Like like the thing, if it's there, right? Because even that's sort of ambiguous in the film. Yeah. I, I mean. Like, I think very clearly it's there, but, you know, what? given what the movie is, this, like, kind of weird hallucination they may be, They feeling, still may right? be the maybe only it's... person who can actually see it, see it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, given, given the nature of the thing and how slow it moves, like, there's no reason for her to assume at that point that, like, it is going to jump in at her. Through that door. Yeah, it could still be way back there at the at the rate that this thing. Well, moves. It, had, it had just kicked it in, but she'd also seen it walk past the door, right? So she doesn't know where it is. It might be going towards the back area that they eventually leave out of. Right, know. exactly. Um, so I don't, th- I don't know. I, I'm lenient on this because it adheres to a logic within the film. Oh, that n- none of that ever bothered me. I was, I was never good. You know, then you're so, smart. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> like I, I, you let it go over with you, with you with what it is. Um, what I, what another thing that I loved about this was, uh, it's not every single person that we see, uh, but so the the monster, if, if you will, uh, changes, changes people. It's not the same, you know, singular monster that's going after somebody every time. It's, it's a different person changed up. Well, it's Uh, the same monster, but it can, they say in the film, it can look like someone, you know, or it can look like a stranger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's, yeah, it's not one continuous thing is, is I guess what I, what I really mean to say. Uh, so, but but it can take on the the the, the looks of other things, and uh, it, it's different people in either in various stages of undress, including all the way nude, and uh, something that was very. I mean, to you know, when when we think of nude people, especially in in movies by and large, uh, that that's that their their photograph is a very attractive thing. And this is fewer times have you seen people that were actually wearing zero clothing and have been more menacing. Yeah. Because usually a person that's not wearing anything is considered to be a vulnerable type, you know, a vulnerable person in some way. Because, right. you know, there's there's zero uh, barriers between you and them. Uh, you, you can see that they're holding nothing. They have, you know, they're guarding nothing within themselves. Uh, but this just a, a like a naked person just standing on top of a roof staring at you is somehow one of the most frightening fucking things. Yeah. And uh, it completely works. And well, and it, and it so, almost shouldn't in a way, but it does. <laughs> so let's talk just a minute about this uh, like sexual abuse thing. OK. Um, so the last like the last quote unquote form that this uh, thing, this entity takes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think is like supposed to be her father. As is my understanding. That's what I got out of it, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's the same actor, though. That I'm not sure of. I I, I can't speak to that. I'd have to watch it again. Um. Anyway, uh, I think that like 
kind of leads uh, lends some credence to that uh, thought as well, right? Yeah, it runs uh, down to the sexual abuse thing, and like, and 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 again, this is something that I have to see to really to to dive into this theory and other things about it more, which I think is a great thing. This this movie makes it infinitely watch, maybe not infinitely watchable, but certainly many times watchable. You can pick this up and watch it on a couple different occasions to try to dissect this out. This is a very kind of uh, film nerd friendly film in that particular in in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's definitely one aspect that could lead to this. And like, you know, the people that were coming after were these people that were abu- I mean, like, in, because most of them are fairly distressed looking. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the first real good look outside of the like crazy old woman at school, right. Is, uh, is in her kitchen, right? It's this girl who's like top is ripped off and she's like peeing down her leg and she's a bit battered. Yeah. A little battered. And then from there, I think like that, that just keeps holding up a little bit. If it's, you know, there's like the tall guy who you don't really get a clear sense of, but like that certainly works in that, in that little instance to give yeah, you like you a holy that, shit. You have like a small kid later on the beach. And so it's like the different permeations and what one could think that were, that was, you know, what this being was trying to I maybe convey, I don't know. And that's, that's also the interesting part too, is that. What at least this thing is one of the things that uh, this this guy imparts on to her is that hey if if you die this thing comes back to me so you need to just you know move this on along down the line right right um but first of all it's like how he knows that is is like wild and kind of crazy um uh, but and this, t- doesn't he say that the girl told him that he sl- that he got it from I I vaguely remember it's been, I think I think that's how he it's been a little it. over a week since I've seen this thing so I'm still uh, it I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do want to see it again when this thing comes out on video it's, it's a it's a dead buy 100 percent um but uh like are, what these people were really trying to because it doesn't seem like they're necessarily trying to kill you per se but then again they kind of are because we do have the scene later with the guy that she has sex with and passes this on to and then you know he dies by one of these monsters and um. And then it, it reverts back to her. Uh, like, th- that was a very interesting thing right there. Because now, am, am, I, am I mistaken in the woman that went into his room it's and ended up killed him? was his mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so maybe, I, I don't know. There's so many. I would love, I want to hear a commentary on this so bad. I want to just, like, because I don't. But then again, at the same time, it's also, and, and I'm sure that I, you, you, you and, and what you do don't really want to hear a commentary because you can talk about this all fucking day. Uh, and, and the no, I mean, I, I, I'm interested in that too. Part of what I don't want to hear about is just right now. Okay. But yeah, I, I just, I, I, I I really enjoyed the movie. I don't want to. I don't want to give it. And that's the thing. That's my problem. Like, it's not a problem. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it's like that. But. I think the big thing is is the people can be too hyped going into this movie and then be let down by what they see. Uh, it is that, like, I don't want to put it in quite the same fashion, but to just the easiest analogy I can give is Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project had, like, one of the best marketing campaigns ever, and uh-huh. then people saw it, and most were disappointed by it. I, I like that movie. Um yeah, I do too. But um, you know, most people had were just so fucking overhyped that they could be nothing but disappointed when they walked out. I um, don't I don't know if this movie is going to have anything to do with whether or not people feel hyped or overhyped. I think I it just know. is going like I think people are going to not like it or like it hmm. regardless, right? Like like I knew the hype going in. I had stayed away from reading about it, so I went in fresh that way, but I I knew 
right? Like this was something that people really fucking loved and had been receiving a lot of praise. I didn't read anything about it, but I, I know, right, yeah. how highly regarded this movie was. It, it got some good love. And, and here's the interesting part, and I want to talk about this and we'll kind of wrap stuff up. Sure. Uh, but there's a great article um, that was written by um, uh, Tim from the Alamo Draft House, uh-huh. and uh, talking about how um, many people are labeling it follows as a as a giant failure. First of all, last week it was number four at the box office, so fuck yeah. all what you people say. Uh, and it actually went out to uh, more theaters uh, this past weekend. Uh, but yep. there are a lot of people just going, "Oh, this thing's a complete financial disaster," and blah blah blah, and are really damning the. Uh, the video on demand idea and how, you know, and he's, uh, you know, he's got a great article in there about how the differences between what this does and what Alamo draft house does and try to, uh, get movies like this that, you know, kind of have this that on appeal. the draft house website or on, uh, badass I, digest. I, I, he, I think he wrote it on badass digest. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Uh, because, and, and he even mentions Devin Ferracci right there that just goes, this movie was a flop. And he's just like, look, sorry, but you're wrong. And, and here's why. And it, it's a fascinating article. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but I think it's very interesting, and I think that movies like this need to be seen by more people. Uh, because I mean, look at I, look look at the movie we fucking reviewed before this, man. This is number seven in the Fast and the Furious fucking franchise, dude. Uh, uh-huh. but to have a movie that's like this that made a pretty decent screen average, bes- besides the one that I was in, where it was me and other the other creeper creeperson in the back who couldn't fucking doing whatever the fuck he was doing. I'm just like I'm trying to watch a goddamn movie, sir. Right. Um. Uh, but it, it made fairly decent money, especially for what it was and the the budget that it has, the fact that it's got nobody that anybody fucking recognizes, I mean, by and large. Yeah. Um, well, it's it also well, the – so, so part of uh, – so I'm looking at this article now, um, and I kind of glanced at it the other day when it went out, but uh, now I'm, like, refreshing, right? Uh, so he's talking about this Forbes article mm-hmm. that came out. Right, that 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 uh, says it follows was a huge hit because it expanded from thirty two to twelve hundred uh, theaters, roughly. That's big. I mean, especially for a movie that's this size, this budget, and no one knows who it is. And then it went out bigger the week later. Yeah, it's yeah. Huge well, and and so what what he points out is wrong with the Forbes article is that it talks about it in context of how well your next did. In Which its opening, was released weekend. on a shitload of more films and had a very large budgeting campaign. Yeah, huge, right? Twenty million budget uh, campaign uh, released on uh, twenty four uh, twenty four hundred screens, right? That's Which huge. was more than what it follows is after the expansion. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, you know, I think it's disingenuous to call this movie a flop or a failure in any way. I think it uh, works for exactly what it is. I think it's making a shit ton more money than people was going were thinking it would. Right? The it's. It, it was going to be like this limited window come out here, then come out on VOD like two weeks later or a week and a half later or some shit. Um, but does so and well. you know what? Like, <laughs> but you know what? Like it did just fine in, in theaters. Yeah. I'd love to see that as a double feature though. This yeah. and, and your next would be a great little indie uh, horror double feature. I'd, I'd like that. Uh, Cause I like both of those films for, for very different reasons too. So, um, I don't know, but I mean, if you've gotten this far and you, and you haven't seen it and you know, you don't, you know, plot wise, whatever, uh, do yourself a favor, man. Uh, just go out and see it. Cause it's, it's damn good. 
Um, and I, I was surprised at how how much I really enjoyed it and how it, it kind of stuck with me. And like, I mean, I saw it like over a week ago, and I can still kind of, you know, speak this passionately about it. Uh, the only thing, and you know, maybe it's a slight nit, but I see what they're doing. Uh, they kind of set up towards the end about how they're gonna catch the monster. I guess I, I like it and I hate it at the same time because I like I want to see their their plan come to fruition, but it doesn't. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing that's really smart about that ending is uh, they go through all the motions of defeating the monster, right? Um, and then at the end, maybe they didn't. Yeah, I don't think it's not clear, right? Like the the. So to get really spoilery, right, the last shot of this movie is of the two main characters, Micah Monroe and the guy, I think his name in the movie is Pete. Does that sound right? Something like that? Or Paul? It's been a while. Um, or maybe that's the actor's name. In any fucking case, the main like guy character Paul. Uh, in the film. Yeah, Paul. Um, it's it's them walking together and then behind them really really far in the distance is another thing uh person right comes onto the sidewalk and starts following them is this them is it a thing is it not a thing i love it is it yeah is it just somebody that's walking right like you don't know it's ambiguous enough and then it's just over right fade to black, black done. done um i really think that's a smart way to end this movie yeah no doubt because because if you're going for a nightmare like uh, you know, nightmares are really inescapable. There, there's one way out, and it's like, like at the end, you're. I mean, you either die, right, or at the end, you wake up, and then maybe you go back to sleep the next night, and it starts over again. That's why the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are so fucking compelling. <laughs> <laughs> not the, especially the first I'm, one. I'm the not going to disagree. The whole but, idea. Uh, but so no. my final take on it follows is it's fucking awesome. Uh, it's got an amazing soundtrack. Um, fuck, go see this fucking movie. I don't even care uh, if you like it. At least watch it in the theaters. If you watch, the, if you do not watch this in the movies, uh, movie theaters, and then you come to me later and say I didn't like it, I will tell you, well, you should have gone to see it in a movie theater, <laughs> and that may not have changed your experience, your uh, like opinion of it, but it's I guarantee you, it's an experience that needs to be had in like a deep dark space with fucking speakers all around you and just like give yourself over to it. And one and creepy you... guy in the background that just decides to fuck around with stuff and then go to the bathroom during the middle of the film. <laughs> That's what I but, dealt with. But, but if you do that and you come out and don't like it completely valid, if you don't, I'll be like, why the fuck didn't you go see it in theaters? Crackhead. So go see it in theaters. <laughs> Give this movie some fucking money, guys. Who gives a shit? If you don't like it, I know you've seen shittier movies this year. If you've seen any of the films that we have, Lord knows you have. <laughs> <laughs> we know none of you went to go see Mordecai. Uh, Look at his box office. Did you guys go see The Boy Next Door? We did. Uh, well, you did. I did. You should have gone. <laughs> uh, you were just... You didn't have movie pass then. Otherwise, we'd have made you go. I think I had it. I just didn't have time <laughs> I just to go. Had better sense not to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I just didn't have the time because I was planning on it. We talked about it. I knew. Better. Anyway, fucking it follows is a goddamn laugh riot. Go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Balls to the walls, comedy. 
All right, so uh, that's it, everybody. A little bit longer show, but I think we we, we needed to talk about these things a little bit longer than than usual. So uh, you yeah, know. we're this is a longer show. I apologize; it's mostly my fault. It's still my fault because I'm interrupting and apologizing. It's not. It look we're st- we're still away from our three hour episodes that we were doing. So yeah, know. well, we'll get back to one fucking hour next week. You guys heard it from me. I ain't taking none of this shit. Because we're going to be reviewing the longest ride next week, everybody. That's right. <laughs> and I'll have nothing to say about it. That's right. The longest ride, the movie that you've all been waiting for. And, oh, wait a minute. Well, look, I will, there's part of me that still will go see that. I keep hearing, um, members of my family went to see Cinderella, uh, and they said it was pretty good. My dad said no, he actually likes it. I keep hearing that, too. He said he likes it even better than, like, he's like, I like it better than the animated one. So I was like, wow, that's actually, that's some pretty high praise. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Maybe your dad's crazy. But, you know, Ex Machina, I think, is opening, so we'll talk about that one. Yeah, so hopefully that'll open up around here. And uh, But, yeah, so a lot of of stuff, as as always, new stuff, new things. That's what we do around here. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, So where can we find more of your work on the interwebs this week, Cyrus? Uh, You know where I am, man. I'm on that conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. The Tumblr. (laughs) Also follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. And, of course, you can always follow this show on the tweets at the Film Find and at thefilmfind.com. There you can find the uh, links to do everything that we do all for the good stuff right here. Give us a review on iTunes. It's been a little bit, but that's all good. So we appreciate any of those that kind of come in like that. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, whatever, you want to tell us, you know, you know what kind of cereal you like to eat, uh, uh, email us, well, why don't you, at uh, thefilmfind at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, so that is it until next week when we review uh, The Longest Ride, <laughs> for sure, uh, and maybe a couple other things. That one's happening. That one's happening, no matter what. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. So uh, it, Oh, and my other podcast, uh, Hero Movie Podcast at HeroMoviePodcast.com. Like I said, this week we're reviewing Powers. And uh, and then, oh, my God, dude, next week. Come on. Think about it. Daredevil. Oh, who's excited? I'm so excited for that. Yeah, we'll probably talk about it in this show, too. Super excited. Super excited. So that's it, everybody. Uh, join us next week. We'll talk about all that crap and more. So thanks so much for listening. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Fortress. Take it easy, everybody.
interject next time. Make that show interesting. Give us some, <laughs> shut give the us fuck some up. like drama. Like, dude, will you shut the fuck up with no. how much money this made? <laughs> yes, it made money. Congratulations. Blah. Let me talk about the jism in my pants oh. over how much money this fucking movie. It's like, are you getting a share? <laughs> What's going on? I I fucking wish I was, man. <laughs> but I think even even aside from that, I think we talked about it way too. <laughs> Well, <laughs> turns we, out we just had a lot of nonsense to talk about with that, that movie. That was look, it was our it was our deconstruction of the series so far. We haven't talked a lot about these movies, and uh, you know that is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, like like uh, like they say on um, I'm gonna hold what's to that you, fucking hour next week. Hashtag though. go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think that's one of the best things. Oh, you don't like that? Well, guess what? Hashtag go fuck yourself. <laughs> Hash brown, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's a that's a quote in some. Oh, it's fucking uh, Kimmy Schmidt. That's a T-shirt. It is. It's Kimmy Schmidt though. Was that it's, on that? Ha, it, uh, where she says hash brown something. I know. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, look that up. Hash brown, go fuck yourself. Oh, anything like that's funny. Oh, this pic's getting a lot of love. I like it. So on my uh, so on my Instagram, there, there's like a Midas commercial with a a brown haired gentleman who's got a beard, and uh, uh, so I Instagrammed out, "Why is Robert Kirkman doing a mighty Meineke commercial?" <laughs> it does kind of look like Robert Kirkman. It does. That's funny. You're like, oh, no, no, no. He was out, and uh, Sean was telling me because uh, he was shooting on this uh, on this uh, TV show that Kirkman's doing. It's going to be up on Showtime. And uh, so they were out in Chester, right? Yeah. And he's just going, I need Starbucks. And, we were, and they were like, yeah, you're out of luck, bro. <laughs> it's like you're in Chester, homie. We yeah, got to drive. Done, though. We got to drive 30 minutes just to get your shit and then 30 minutes back. Um, you just might as well drink whatever we got here on set, Holmes. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. <clears throat> I'm just gonna do that for 30 minutes on the show. Just he was high as a motherfucker. I see. This week on the film, find Matt chokes on the biggest dick you could possibly imagine. (laughs) For the love of God, will somebody clear that fucking guy's throat? That's what we were trying to do when we got into this situation. Boom. That kid is still on the fucking escalator. Yeah. What a dickhead. (laughs) Uh, I do. There is part of me that hopes they address that in the sequel. (laughs) He dies or something like like he like they like have a memorial like, you know, like 15 years ago he died or something. Yeah. Right here on this damned escalator. This one. Which is hilarious because if I, if if memory serves, that mall is like demolished. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe that'll be what the movie's about, and it'll be just super depressing and not funny at all. We all gathered around to mourn the loss of this here mall. Yeah, malls used to mean something. This 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 movie took a weird twist. <laughs> Talking about how a mall's fucking—I don't even know if I liked it. I don't, I'm not sure what this is at all. Maybe he's just pulling a fast one and uh, making another horror flick. Listen, 
That would be the biggest balls out move. Oh shit! <laughs> where where it's a mall rat, it's mall, mall rats, rats, but, but like, you change genres. But, it's still funny. Yeah, but but make it like uh, Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. That's, <laughs> Smithy, I don't know if you listen to this podcast. I doubt it, but fucking get a hold of that one. God damn, that's a good idea. I'd watch that in a fucking heartbeat. You just you know sit down. I know I know you and Edgar Ryder boys. You know give get a couple of tips. Rock and yeah. roll, you know. Yeah, just make it your own, right? Like make it your your comedy, not spaced. Yeah, nope. yeah, just you know whatever. Ooh, um, fucking check this. Who does this? Dawn of the Dead, but with werewolves. Hmm. I don't look. I'm just spitballing. I'm not saying that these are any. These aren't in stone. Maybe, you know, I'd, I'd, maybe I'd that's an element it. like the original Dawn of the Dead, where like instead of instead of just biker biker wolves. I'd, uh... Biker werewolves. I don't know. That sounds like Joe Dante territory, honestly. I'm bringing these to the table. That's <laughs> all. Maybe I mean, Dante... Joe Dante might actually be on board to make that movie if we come up with enough money. 